day 300, not wax, it's mad. It's, it's a shared ritual it's in, like, in, in school, yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch porn when I get back from school. It's I was like, like, let me just try and map the memories and like my mind rather than any stimulus of, of porn. Oh, see, that's probably. No, see, I can tap so into it. it feels a bit it's not hollow. It's not, for me, I don't find it healthy. I feel like, um, how, how much is okay? Like, it varies different people. He has a problem. I don't know. I was, I think. I just was. I don't know. I'm like, I just like the feeling. I was like, oh shit, this is, this is fucking sick. And I just remember. <laughs> Like, I have to today, I haven't watched it. So when you're horny... Wait, wait, okay, but I'm trying to say it very simply. Like, someone could be horny five times a day, so then they masturbate five times a day. Someone might say that's excessive, another person will say that's fine. All right, that. What do you say, masturbate? Yeah. What? It's cool. This is what you said it, but it was... Uh... And I feel like then it's easier in that kind of mindset to wank off of memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that. But it's but, fresh. It's like... But... Um, yeah. So this year, this year, yeah, so we need to we need to discuss. We need happy, to talk happy, to you guys. Happy New Year! It's Happy New Year! Happy belated New Year! Did you know what we can say Happy New Year at any time of the year because that's it's, it's, I don't know about that. I think it ends at January 29th. Uh, okay, so we're at the end. So yeah. let's say Happy New Year. Hopefully, it comes out before then. Happy New Year, <laughs> Zach. Um, you got uh, a week. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, um, we want to. I I want to apologize for. You know, fuck it. We've been busy. Um, all of us. All of us have got jobs. All of us are very accomplished individuals oh disguise no it's true no okay. bruv let, let's let's pick ourselves up you've been making movements in architecture you're doing wonderful things you know with your new job and you have to prioritize that and and zach you've you've been making you know really good score music you know if lo- a lot of people don't know this but he is going to be on sundance so that's something digital small stuff small stuff small stuff, small small stuff. stuff. <laughs> and myself i'm i'm just here and so <laughs> is that all <laughs> the thing is I, I thought about it i think i've just been at work last year was a bit of stagnant in terms of like just work same project that's required a lot of stuff oh i'm trying shit it's sort of the network so i've had to, had to do a lot of stuff with this network i've set up which is you know, good read ecological network for, for the british ecological society but fucking nerd and it's for people or for marginalized background people of color in the environmental and ecological sector and i set up this whole network essentially as a form of support create this like create this space um to just help people continue in that career because i felt like an iceberg at uni felt like i was the only black person there and i realized that I wasn't iceberg. alone. Is that, is that, I use it like that, in that analogy. Is that an a, iceberg and a sea. Mm. And in the sense that... Poetic. Um, I'm, the network is collecting those icebergs and just create, almost creating like a tree branch system. Cool. But yeah, so I've been doing that. And yeah, at the end of the day, we've been busy. Black and we we apologise, innit? Like, BTC. yeah, <laughs> bruv, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's a lot of responsibility. Black Noam Chomsky. Black, that, that's my aim, bruv. That's my aim. But no, on a level, like we've been busy, we want to apologise. But then again, we're not going to apologise because fuck, fuck it. it, we're just having fun. Yeah. And yeah, so. We've got surprises though. Yeah, like, like no, we do. This year's gonna be nice for you. Yeah, no, 
it's hopefully this year will be better. Like the, the amount that we've dropped so far has been um, interesting, juicy, mm. kind of good. Like I think we've got some nice content there. For mm-hmm. real. And although we've segmented one season one, season two, what we've done now, season one and two episodes from season two, has like a nice chunky piece of us. And I feel like the next batch is going to be even better. Visually, well, no. conversation-wise, and guest-wise. And at the end of the day, we've been, we haven't been here, but we have been here. Like, in a sense of, we're hitting those numbers. We've got 10,000 total, like... Yeah. Congratulations, and that's, guys. We, well we have a lot of fans, and mm. it's, it's nice to see, like, that we can take a step back, focus on our careers, mm. and still, and that still be there at the end of the day, like, and you just listening, supporting, that's... I love that, and I feel like that's a beauty... That's the beauty of doing this. But I do want to say I appreciate the listeners. No, mm. hundreds. And I appreciate the book lovers. Mm. And I just, I would, I would, their recommendations are Yeah, chill, I'd want more recommendations. <laughs> and I, I, I'm down. Like, You're I, down. I, I want to hear everything. Like, Fair. just throw them at us. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because we could end up reading it. And we will shout them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I will true. remember. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. And also, like, it'd be nice to do some more of the um, book giveaways as well this year. You know like, what? I was even thinking, like, some of the books we've read you got the Sundance money, in it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm listening. It's got, that's a different bag, bro. I, I, I might. <laughs> now, I some, might. Of the, some of the books we've read, I feel like we should almost do that as a giveaway. Like, I was like, oh, do you guys want to read it? Like, here's a book. Just mm. like, or repost. I don't know. You can yeah. do no, something. That's, that's, or that's even do like one big batch, like here's 10. I don't know. We'll talk about it anyway. Mm. Like, follow and subscribe. And... <laughs> Welcome to my YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> been a long time. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Um, should we just speak about the the failed? But we we had a bit yeah. of a, we had a podcast. Yeah, we did. Um, well, we it have. was Ken Day's. We have we have a podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was the the last book we were supposed to read was Rituals, and it was Ken Day's book. So I feel like Ken Day should. Give a brief synopsis of what the book's about. Who's uh, it? Who's it's by? Well, welcome to it's not a book club podcast. See, there's no list there. We just oh yeah. Practice. Oh oh, swear <laughs> down. Welcome no to it's there. not a book club podcast. There we go. Hey, you've been practicing, Ruben. Do you know what? That whole like I've been I've been good with my with like just public speaking. Oh. You can't, ha- bro. This I feel a bit. That's ableism, you know, bro. I've got wow. this, 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 this ability. I said Call I said. him out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just say what you want. Yeah. I said what I said. Bro, you have to be careful because with who? Twenty twenty two, bro. Ways. But anyways, yeah, sorry. It's yeah. So the book is called The Disappearance of Rituals by Byung Chao Han. Um, it's a book which speaks about many things, but it talks about uh, an age of which um, we live. In an intense mode of living where uh, we lack community, right? And so this book was it kind of philosophical. I want to ask first of all how everyone's read was, how they found the read anyway. But the book is small and it's short. It's straight to the point. It's got a punch. When you're reading it, you're like, hmm, I see this now. But essentially what it's talking about is dissects rituals and dissects the communication age we live in with a bit of historical context and a couple of examples from like, uh, I think it has Asian, uh, not Asia, sorry, Aztecs in there or the Mayans at one point. So it's quite a quite a heavy read, I would say. But mm. ultimately, it breaks down our society today and why we lack community, why we lack uh, communication, and also the disbandment of the word ritual and what it means. I guess 
So I you guess- You could even start there maybe like just mm-hmm. uh, talking about what we think rituals are, like what- That's a question. Yeah, what, what, so what, 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 what do you think rituals are? I'm trying to define that. As in, in like sense. what? Because we just, we, we I, watched I, I, a, um, a supplementary video by the School of Life, plug, plug in them. And for I me- mean, they're from, huge to be fair. They could, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they could do with plugging us. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> plug us. Please plug us. But- um, Drop in the ocean. From what I understood of a ritual in that, it's become more individual. So rituals- Let, like, let's, let's start with the definition. Yeah, well, so we'll, yeah, let's- I, I wanna hear yours first. first but, yeah. Should we look at a Google definition? I'll, I'll put it on the screen. I can yeah, read it. Do you, let's look at a Google definition. First. So ritual, right? Mm. The noun, a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed accordingly to a prescribed order. Jargon. Uh, it's a good definition, actually. And the second one mm. is adjective relating to or done as a religious or solemn rite. And rite is spelled R-I-T-E. So that's also... Mm. A definition yeah, yeah, yeah. word for basically a ritual. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or a consistent mm. mode of doing something. So for me, I would say a ritual would be uh, a series, something I would do that is uh, uh, daily or something that is, uh, what's it called? Not chron- chronological, but like something I do repetitively, something I would have to do in a certain situation to uh, appease uh, an emotional or an anxiety. That's what I think ritual would be for me. Like okay. an example of that would be, um, I feel like I would have to, hmm, like individual rituals, I would have to come back on that because I've, it's, it's almost like you have to remember what you do naturally all the time, like breathing. But um, then I think, what he's saying in the book especially is that mm. we've taken rituals into a new context which is more individualistic it, I think he's looking at it more in, like in a sense of like communally like because even from that definition I think um, I think it speaks to a more like communal based action or like something that you do with a group of similarly minded or inclined people whether that's religion or how you think whatever mm. and you do something together that kind of solidifies your idea of what it is that you're doing like uh, for example if we all believed in one thing and then like every two weeks we did a thing where we had like a I don't know some fucking hands to the sky thing where we all said some words and it reaffirmed our like clan or whatever you want to call it that's a ritual I guess and I think I uh, for me personally there's something intrinsically communal about rituals rather than just like we now think of it as like a like a personal like morning rituals mm. coffee exercise whatever but i think rituals originally was something that you do coming from that word right you know where it says there it says like r r i t yeah like a right it's almost like you know like in those a religious right it's like yeah a like a path um like or like if, like if you're like a newcomer to a thing and then you have to do something to mm. kind of be in enacted into that group or whatever mm-hmm. I, 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 I hear what you're saying I feel like a ritual needs to be communal and I feel like it's like chocolate right like if there's no cocoa in it's not chocolate anymore I feel like really yeah. I mean what are you saying about vegan chocolate 
Joking. <laughs> what is even in vegan? Like, oh boy. I'm, it's like, I'm, I'm curious. No, but like, I cut you off. I cut no, no. Off, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if, if you repackage it and say yeah. it's, it's chocolate, but mm. it's just sugar, and people are saying, oh, this is chocolate, it's not, it's not ritual anymore. It's not chocolate. It's something else. And I feel like chocolate, well, not chocolate, ritual <laughs> is something. Well, my definition, Yeah. Um, I like the word anti decent, decent, which is basically saying it's something that existed before or logically precedes another. So it's something that um, it, it, it only exists through ancestral, like, kind of mm. um, offloading. Like, your parents give you that thing and it, it gets passed down in a way because it, it allows you to have a sort of grounding, belonging, I guess. Mm. And I, I hate the word community because it's such a buzzword, especially now anyway, with, like, gentrification and all this kind of stuff. But, like, it is a word which rituals should be amongst friends amongst people otherwise if it's done in isolation which is what the book talks about it's almost repackaged and rebranded as something else and the book is quite interesting because it says the loss of like symbolic structures inherent in ritual behavior has led to an overdependence on steering identity and what that's basically saying is like that the idea that we've lost like you know for example tattoos change meaning Mm. Right, like today, for example, today, true, you can get any tattoo in your body because it's like even in China. Remember, that was like that phase people doing stuff in Chinese, and yeah, yeah, because yeah. it looked cool, whatever, yeah. That's a comp, you, I mean, you, obviously, it's your body, right? So it's skin deep, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you reappropriating these symbols, it do, it, it almost repackages it, it rebrands it. It says, it says that the original meaning is insignificant, yeah, which. It's not my place to say that's right or wrong, but my point is, is that that's what happening. That's what happens to that symbol, right? It's, and it is what he speaks of—that kind of like narcissistic way of turning something that is communal into something individualistic mm-hmm. that is just for one. Or that whatever. you're even protective of your life, like someone said. Oh, that's my family heirloom. You can't do that. They're like, "Well, it's mine. I paid for it." Like it's like it's so, mine now. Do you know what I mean? That's interesting because I don't know. I do feel like you can have ritual, rituals um, that are individualistic by definition. And that I feel like that's always existed too. I feel like rituals are uh, an important, ta- uh, important aspect of being in a community. And I feel like, I feel like, but I, I feel like it's a bit of a chicken egg situation in which community breeds rituals. It's not that very round. Rituals don't breed community. And that you mm. can. And in in a sense that well, in rituals do community. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's a bit of a chicken egg. You can argue both sides, in which there's a lot. There's a reasonable argument to say, you know, being in a community, in a a space, a collection, or conglomerate of people, then rituals would naturally just be birthed out from that. Be working together, um, whether it's minimal tasks, building society, and then you would just have a ritual for doing that. Whether it be, let's say, slaves bad weird example was first thing that's come to my head and uh, a ritual of singing a song singing songs to ease the pain in well, which you're doing a yeah, particular pain yeah. oh, that's what I'm saying it's a yeah, chicken yeah. egg situation but I would say like in the, as an individual um, you can have set rituals that then you can refine and do yourself but then promote to other people oh you know I do this for one thing in this instance whether it be like I tie my shoelaces in this way and have to do it because I feel like it gives me good luck you teach your children to do that and then they teach your friends and all your friends are doing it is that something that's been bred or is that something that's representative of a community was that an individual ritual that has spread like uh, uh, shared and you know uh, um, uh, 
been you know uh done by multiple different individuals right so it's 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 a bit subjective it is it's, it's a mm. it's a gray it's, it's it, it, to say that rituals are just completely uh representative of just a community mm. I would, for me i would say isn't necessarily as accurate as what rituals could be and are mm. just naturally well that's interesting because rituals they are allowed to change right and i i say the word appropriation before because i don't feel like appropriation is a bad thing necessarily right like especially so the reason why this book was even chosen is because um i don't know if you guys went to the serpentine in 2021 did you see it like it's on the screen right and i did go to did you go so no, they, i didn't go to the james barn i went to the yeah. Not not so. There's the, those, the James there's, Barnett there's one. the gallery, yeah. right, and then there's a the pavilion space, which is literally around the, like over the bridge on the left, okay. on the right, or something. So every year they have an architectural pavilion, which is a temporary structure, which where whoever architects are doing it is allowed mm. to represent it however they want, whether they want to focus on timber, sustainability, people gathering, like whatever it may be. Like those are generalizations. But what happened this year or 2021? Um, Smile Valley. She's a South African architect and she what she done was she's a researcher i would say first an architect but essentially what she done was she went and researched london for about a year or so looking at migration and spaces of migration so places where which had higher numbers of um, demographics so she looks at like uh i think i can bring up the actual locations but essentially the places like uh oh give me a second she looked at Dagenham, Notting Hill, Frinsley Park, Deptford, right? And those are like quite specific spaces, but like she looked at the, around that, she looked at Brixton as well. She looked at like other places. And so she looked at um, geometries of these spaces and she basically made this quite, quite this weird structure. Mm. But essentially the whole idea was to bring people together because to, those migration spaces brought people together. So mm. I think example in Deptford, she used, no, in Frinsley Park, she used a bookshop. And it was mm. like one of the first black shop bookshops or something like that. Mm. And so she used these geometries and these things to basically make a space, which when you walk there, you're just like, I don't get it. I didn't get it straight away. But what I saw was people gathering. So people were there experiencing the space at different levels because of the, the concrete cool. and heights. They had like, um, what's that place called? What's that event called? Uh, uh, what's that event called when it's like all around the world and it's like 24 hours and it's, called, it's on YouTube. Coachella, joking. Mecca. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> so yeah, occasionally, I do a big from it. What's that called? Um, boiler room. So boiler room. Oh, had boiler a, room. They had a boiler yeah, room yeah. there. Like, basically, they had like a selection of film, music, and the whole, her whole thing was architecture is allowed as, to promote these kind of spaces to allow rituals to happen. Mm. But, like, she was trying to, she's not from here, right? So, mm. in her mindset, I guess London is an epicenter of migration and different communities and rituals, right? So it's trying to bring it to one space, which I guess kind of worked. But anyways, the book was mentioned um, in conversation with her. Mm. So I felt like maybe this could be a good conversation to talk about with architecture, I guess, in a way. But you guys didn't visit it, so it's kind of like... But I do think it's fascinating to think about how rituals inform spaces or like how how they're made. Like, Like when you look at a place of prayer, for example, high like fucking high ceilings like everything's very grand that's a there's a reason why that's been built like that is like, religion is religion representative of rituals do what rituals do you mean? breed religion or no does in, religion breed rituals because no as in like because that's it because with those spaces you said like how rituals in a sense can create into when it like impedes into architecture like spaces in which people can like 
celebrate said ritual. But is is religion, but the ritual is part of the religion, so it's like that's on, is, like is it the 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 ritualistic part of mm. the and religion, which is a prayer part, which is the thing that you go to every weekend or whatever it is. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, you're right, and it's yeah. like you create a space that kind of is like a, it's almost like otherworldly for that ritual because mm. it's like when I was thinking about rituals, are technically not they don't really have an impact in the real world. It's like you might uh, do your um, socks one way and that's mm. your ritual. It doesn't have a real world impact, but it, but it makes you feel something. It fuels you with something like confidence or whatever it is or a feeling. Prayer, I mean, I'm not going to get into the... like. Some people believe that prayer works, some people don't, it is what it is, but it gives you a feeling, like it gives you a feeling of like some kind of spiritual feeling that you get when you pray with other people and these kind mm. of things. And I think that's why like it's interesting to talk about the idea of like space and ritual and how those two things kind of merge together because mm. you all like really even this space is like a music studio I try to create it in a way that promotes that yeah, yeah. ritual creative, like that um, creative ambience. ritual yeah, ambience yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I think it's interesting but is that a ritual that's not a ritual though. I think the ritual of creation yeah it is it is in a sense where it's like because you can say a ritual is almost like a habit, right? It's something you do over. You said your definition was something that happens daily or something mm. that like, like but, you would, but having creating and um, come space. together with like other musicians and you yeah. create in the space. I guess there's something ritualistic about that, and it's, and especially it, I guess it's so. interesting because I feel like I've got a question actually, yeah, right? Have you ever been deeply engrossed in Christianity or? Oh, it's, Right, and and my question is, when you have, where was it? Like, let's say you're in a church. When right? there's a space, like a the space. Like, yeah, yeah. What kind of space was it? Like, now I don't feel ashamed if it wasn't a gothic cathedral. No, no, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, where yeah. was it? And did you really like? That's... How, how did you feel? And maybe, and maybe no, no, also, no. even also the age is also important. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to pinpoint psychologically like you were manipulated. It's, mm. it's just like okay, I want to see like it's kind of, it's a nice way to reflect in mm. a way, right? I've that's actually that's, a, that's an interesting question because for me I would say I grew up in church my grandma is she's Christian but she it's a weird denomination of Christian Christianity in that sense that she like appreciates all the denominations whether it be Catholicism to Church of England to Protest, being a Protestant so I've been to all these different types of churches but the church I used to go to was a uh, Anglican church where nice windows big hall cold crisp and when you sang it reverberated mm. everywhere and for me I attach being spiritual and being Christian to a church and to this hall like this a, a, a play of worship a play a, a play uh, sorry a place of worship mm. a place of rituals you know and praying I, I felt that a lot and but I realized it wasn't necessarily unique to just Christianity when I used to go to like when I've been to like Buddhist temples or when I was like mm. Southeast Asia, I was like I felt that that spirituality spirituality that was attached to that building that was obviously curated from that ritual um almost uh, uh, created to uh, have a shared ritual mm. facilitate the ritual facilitate that goes on the ritual inside there. Yeah, yeah. related to that religion and it's mad because I feel so deep for saying this, but when I was with my ex and we used to go to church, which is very, she's very, very Christian. And their idea was that any place, because which is quite, I think that's, it's quite common within certain denominations of Christianity. Mm. 
any place can be a church where it just has to be a collection or conglomerate of people and you doing that ritual in that space will make it holy but for me i've really struggled with that i was like bruv like we're we're in someone's we're in someone's living room like i i needed that space where you i felt like even if you weren't there if you took away the people because you've created that space and it's always going to be attached to that ritual you feel mm. it even if you just walk through it you feel you feel the spiritual essence that is associated with that ritual mm. and mm. i can understand like oh yeah for me that I, I well to answer your question i was like from five years old when i used to like i was mm. very intri- i'm i would That's say it. like i'm not that anymore i feel like i um i'm agnostic in that i uh I'm not going to get into it because it's a long um, conversation. <laughs> but I would say, like, for me to answer the question, yeah, probably like five years old to like 11, where it's like you felt that spirituality that's associated with rituals, all just doing a ritual every Sunday morning over and over and over and over again. Maybe I was indoctrinated by my my, my, my grandma. My dad's Muslim, in it? So it makes Maybe no in sense. Maybe the church, but... the church building itself. The church? Oh, that's yeah. a good question. The architecture. Does, does, the, does the architecture inform or aid in I think it does you've already asked that question think about it you've said when you're in the church you felt the same way but yeah. when you're in someone's living room it wasn't the same like see but I'm the opposite yeah, yeah, yeah. though like, because if, if Zach was saying earlier like you, he made this space to do his music but mm. to him is he does it in a religious, religious, ritualistic way where the mouse feels a certain way his keyboard his, his screens are a certain angle towards him he's comfortable in that position but if he was doing it in his bedroom it's a different vibe it's different mm. ritual to him. So space is very important. No, it's true. Space in, informs... In promoting... Yes. A but particular ritual. Would you say, for, but for... Indiv- for but it was for a particular individual because someone could argue that, right? Because look at those that denomination Christians where like, yes, no, right. we don't need that. But that's what I'm saying. And so you and something like, again, people can have the same mindset. You and your grandparents and like your family members appreciated the church that you went to and you enjoyed the space and that and for you guys that was comfortable and familiar right but then you said you're but it wasn't even just one church it could just be a it's like cathedral church i mean that's what they're built for Mm, true well as we just all have shares they're built to kind of inspire awe and make you because like i looked into this a while ago actually but like um you mentioned about the um, gothic architecture and stuff and they're built to like be so much greater and more higher up than us and mm. these kind of things. So it's, it's like you feel dwarfed by what you're seeing. That's the whole point. Like, is you're meant to feel... I mean, anyone can take your, your take from it. But like, I've... Okay, going to Canterbury, yeah, and I went to the cathedral so many times. So the idea of the cathedral, Gothic cathedral, was to make you feel small, right? But the doors are shaped in human proportion. So you walk through... Any church Gothic door, right? Mm. It's tiny. Mm. Like, I don't know. I want to kind true. of... Any like any church yeah, yeah. we go into is probably head high at one point nine. Mm-hmm. Like no, it's, it's very true. Yeah. It's very normal. Then you mm. walk in and the splendor just grows. Like mm. the ceiling yeah. is untouchable because it's like you're meant to feel trapped in something. When mm. you speak, it echoes. That's why you're quiet because you don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to be respectful. Do you know what they, I mean? So they they thought about Listen, that's a madness. Architecture is not like like when people like those buildings are grand. Mm. They're meant to celebrate your connections to God. Like. The reason why they like have a pointy top is the idea of you're expanding, you're stretching to God, like the building's being pulled almost. Reaching upwards, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's that kind of building like a normal roof wouldn't have that because it's unnecessary. Mm. Like it's mm. not needed. So like when you say think about how in section or plan the building is sort of like a cross, 
So like the, the long part is the pews, you could say, where you sit, right? And then, then the middle is where they preach and the arms is the exits or it would be like the crypt or the cloister mm. or whatever. At the end, that's where you have the choir or mm. you have, they call it the triple chapel at the end, which is basically, anyways, I'm getting into it now. But what I'm trying to say is churches have um, a program, architecturally, to allow ritual mm. to happen in a certain way. When you're praying, when you're singing as a, as a church in the long part the sound travels to the back yeah. you know, like acoustically it works for it's been reason. designed in a way so that and it's been done many yeah. times I, I wrote an essay on coffee architecture and that's why I probably know so much but I've always said like any city that has a gothic a cathedral made it into the books of like the UK like the UK was like okay we're gonna have a, Warwick have a good one I think Coventry have a, 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 a cathedral where it's not that nice if I'm honest is anyone in Cologne? No, Coventry, huh? Have you seen the one in Cologne? I haven't, no. But Gothic architecture was like a, was a style which plagued Europe. It started in, apparently, Saint-Denis in France, apparently. But like, the stone is meant to be from Normandy. It's this yellow stone. Okay. It basically lights up yellow. It's like a yeah, whitish yeah. stone, but mm. when the light hits it, it goes yellow. Mm. In, the, in the moon and in the sunlight. It's like St. Paul's. Anyway, I'm getting into it. But spaces do inform... Um, what about what about for you though? In terms, of, if you, in terms, to answer your question, in terms of the age, do you feel like that's, well, that's the age? What do you mean? In terms of Christianity, a space for rituals, has that? Did that? <laughs> has, know, what's, what's your relationship? Has, has that? When I got involved, yeah, into architecture, I remember I was like, oof, yeah, eight. Maybe. Was, it, was, was it a result from churches in terms of Christianity? It was a mixture of things. I think it was also a thing of you can't beat them to join them kind of thing. Like, I, at first mm. I'd be like, oh, this is not my normal church. Like, I've grown up Baptist mm. in my church in Sydney. And then I end up, I guess my dad's midlife crisis, so I was dragged into it. I think all his kids were. And we end up going to different churches with him. And we ended up, so I remember one week, this is actually, I can't even say this right now, but it was crazy. Like, we had one week, in a week, we'd go to church three times. Right? Mad. Crazy, right? I think we went once on like a Wednesday and a Friday night and then a Sunday. But this one on Friday, yeah, was after school. It was long. Like, you'd be, like, you're getting home at like three, four o'clock in the morning. Right? What? Yeah, it was crazy. Anyways. Starting one? If ta- it was four like, o'clock in the morning? Like nine, ten. Like, Yo. But that one was in the Hilton in like London. It was like one of them Nigerian. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, we'll leave at 11 and they're still there at one praying. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, take me home. The yeah, one on a Sunday yeah, yeah. was from Ugandan church. And that was like, kind of like conspiracy led. Like they're like, Michael Jackson's evil. Tattoos are bad. That was that kind of vibe. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Is, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, like I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was one of the kids who were like, ah, oh, I'm never going to get a tattoo. Which I don't have any, but I'm, I was never like that. But I was, I was kind of like into like all of that. Like I had to be because I was around it for so long. Mm. And I remember I was deep into it. I remember there was art projects we had in school. They're like, oh, who's a role model? And I was so like Christian, like, Boom! I was like, to Jesus. I was like, Jesus is my role model. I was, and I remember I read it yeah, a couple of years ago. I thought, oh yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, it's actually, a cringe. That's what I was, I was like, <laughs> like Jesus is like, my role like, model. I was like, bro, like, just ask you if you have any like role yeah, models. Yeah, like, yeah. it's okay. It's like, deep. <laughs> but I was, remember, I was so scared and like so like whatever. That's interesting. It is interesting, but I feel like all those different spaces. So, um, the one on Wednesday was some church in Openton, but I didn't really. We didn't go there that much today sometimes. But the one on Fridays in a hotel. The Hilton in London. What they had it was like, it was a conference room, right? So for me, I was very much like, I didn't enjoy it 
because it's just like they have a microphone it's loud and it's this and like I was like, what's going on? And then the church on Sunday was in like um, the church council. Church. It, was, it was a council hall. So it was taller, okay. but it was like a stage. It was kind of weird. And my association to church became that for a while, I guess. So I, I don't know. I feel like my experience with it was kind of the opposite where it wasn't a church. Because my Baptist church in Sydney was mm. that. It wasn't Gothic in any way. It was kind of a nice church, like kind of Romanesque in a way. Yeah, yeah. And like, so but, you you associated church with that? I did, but then it was your, yeah. yours was more like I associated with this, and I couldn't really get into anything else. Mm. I was more like I had to get into it, and so I kind of my association to any church that's not in a like a church, like a building like that is kind of um, over the top, exaggerated. Really, asking for money, or do you know what I mean? And it's mm. kind of there's that. Wait, so if it's in like a a Gothic church, no, you if think it's, it's if it's in a shed or a community building yeah, or yeah. public space or whatever. If it's not in a cathedral or mm. church, I find it to be um, kind of just, like I said, like some Nigerian Hustle. church making too much noise, not leaving on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's my association to it. Which it's, is quite sad. No, it's... Because it's, it, 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 it is. It is. It is. I guess so. But well, it's funny. I, I don't know. I thought it was quite funny. I didn't, like, thinking about it, it's like, ah, oh, that's interesting, you know? Because... The space didn't facilitate acoustically. Didn't facilitate. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It makes you feel uncomfortable anyway. Mm, that's and that's, Do you that's know what I mean? really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really interesting how architecture kind of lends. Cause I, I didn't even think about that. It's what you said, which blew my mind, is that there's a the, the um, cathedral in Cologne is like I think it's one of the biggest in Europe. It's huge, mm. right? And the doors are the literally human height. And I was like, when you Tiny. said it, it's like it the whole space is created for you to look up and be like holy yeah, yeah. moly like it feels like you're walking in um you feel like you're in a lord of Ri- lord of the rings set in terms mm-hmm. of the columns are huge massive it echoes and you do you feel dwarfed but then as you said like it's because all there's a it's humility a, in being human right there true. is like there's and the building makes me make you feel like god exists and also this is a place to worship that god mm. Like more than anywhere else that 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 you could be exactly this place here where the sound is bouncing around and mm. it's all like it's almost like whipping you up into a sort of not hysteria but like a kind of like mm. a frenzy of emotion and mm. adds to that ritual and adds to the f- whatever the feeling comes out of from the ritual and do you know what that probably explains it it probably expect as in like a struggle one I probably get distracted too easily too just being in that as you said like a hall just microphone it doesn't add to it like mm. when you're in a church you feel like you almost have to like submit yourself mm. you have to like no really acknowledge that i'm in a place of worship whereas but then again maybe it's, it's just i feel like i'm attributing a lot of bias to that that's why i asked the question because mm. it's you're allowed to have that bias you're allowed to feel that way like but listen though like it like I don't know. I feel, it's I feel the same weird. reason why, like, <laughs> why, like, and um, people have um, ceremonial things for things. For example, um, say you have a ritual of like um, ceremonial piercings or like these kind of things, mm. and you have a special, like, elaborate knife that you use Needle, to do it, yeah. and you only use it for that ritual. That, like, realistically, I'm sure that you could do it with another knife pretty easily, <laughs> but the but but the specialness of having something that is particular for the ritual is what makes it special. Like is what makes it more special than yeah, yeah. just 
anything but it grounds it in that historical like oh i've done it and people for hundreds of years have been doing this so you almost feel tied to these people right yeah there's a care with 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 and rituals and like a protection of what it is like like they could easily have just not made churches and not made buildings Mm. to be able to enhance rituals but they did because they like they want them to be treated with care and respect Mm -hmm. and i think that's the same reason why you might feel oh no you just said that you uh, feel a bit less inclined to be like in the kind of Christianity mm. kind of which is weird mindset. I, I learned. I had to push past that. I had to because I was going for so many for so long. Mm. I learned to, mm. but like, not saying that any church is better than others. But like, I learned to do that because I was in that space. Cause I had to fight through it. Mm. But like, I was again. Like, I'm biased because I started somewhere and now I end up somewhere else. Okay. And I guess the spaces when you transform to one space to another, it's hard to break that kind of uh what's that word like social um conditioning or conditioning yeah mm. but I'm, I'm curious to hear zach's your position on that like what what was you say your religious like most like engrossed religious moment so it's interesting and where, where I, were you I, most of my time at church was spent in karaku which is the island that i come from mm. um so that's when i was just dragged to church like as a youth, basically, that's where I was going on the weekends in the morning. But I felt probably most connected to religion. Like I would say when my grandma died and we did this, because on the island, there's a lot of like ritualistic things. Like when someone dies, for example, you like shout out of the window, this like phrase in Creole, like, to all your neighbours and then they shout it onto their like and their neighbours and it's just a whole thing that's kind of like a thing that people do and I think there's also a ritual where you have to walk around the house a certain amount of times while um, singing this song and like uh, like it was me my cousins my mum uh, my granddad and it's like maybe about 12 of us 13 of us and we were all doing it and, and like I just felt very I don't know. It was a, it was just a spiritual thing. I felt super connected to some kind of higher power, or whatever it is. And this is not a ritual that I necessarily have done before. It was the first time me doing it then, mm. but it was like it was just very. I don't know. It was at like um, it was at night. You had to do it at night, and you had to do it at a certain time with the um, lunar calendar as well. So, so like the kind of environment for when it was happening was very like magical like it felt much like the church but i guess it was different because but they created a the terms for when you do the ritual of are like curated in a way where rightly or wrongly you feel like this thing of i don't know like you just feel it like the 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 uh, night it was like stars the moon is a certain way and you're doing this thing with like your family and it's just like this weird, like well, bit spiritual. Do you think spiritual, it's supernatural? Quite, it's quite intimate as well. So it's very you, intimate. So do you think rituals are tied to spirituality? Absolutely, because it feels like what you, what you said there, in that you were doing something, um, the repetition of doing it, the communal feeling of doing it, but then you felt like you were connected to something. Mm. So does that aid in that? In that, if there's an absence of that, is it truly a ritual? Absence of spirituality. If that makes any sense. When you say spirituality, what do you mean? Um, So like, you're doing that 
you were doing that, you were walking um, around a building, you know, you were really connected to um, the people you were with and you felt a sense of connection, mm. right? And that connection, subjective, someone mm-hmm. can deem that as, you know, you've been connected to God, said religion, mm-hmm. or spirituality is just that and that. It's an ambiguous term mm. to represent that, right? I would say that, does that need to occur? Because we use the examples of, you know, Christianity is a good example, being in a space, but just religion, I think being in a space that cultivates that is attributed to some form of spiritual spiritualism. And does rich is, is, is having a ritual and being spiritual, are they deeply intertwined? Does it, so without one, without spirituality, can it be a ritual? Can you have a ritual without you being spiritual? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because maybe you had your example about the sock, right? But that's, even that's even that's, that's kind of spiritual. That's though. kind of spiritual. That's what I'm trying to say. In a sense, do, okay. yeah. Because in the real I, world, it has no impact, really. Like, but like it's not for like me, a performance I've got a spiritual connection thing. to it. Where I would say, okay. I feel like if I don't have a black and white sock, I'm not going to run this race fast. Let's, let's, okay. And where so, that comes in is it, like it's the the sort of uh, spirituality comes in in the sense that it is giving you with a confidence that's that's intangible, but he's going to feel it from having that sock combination. And then potentially perform better, even though there's no right. physical. Right, right, right. And, if, and you do it, you like nothing's happening. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. And the question is: Is maybe, there? Maybe it is. Maybe does the, it? Does there have to be some form of spiritualism associated with a ritual for yeah. it to be a ritual? Okay, let's talk. Uh, the most common example is the Mexican wave, right? Like, have, have you ever done it before? Right. Uh-huh, Obviously, yeah, like, yeah. Even, even when you're watching a football game at, at, at a football match, like a stadium, and you shout or you're singing, like whatever it's trying to be. You almost feel connected to the group and you feel like you have to participate just as much. Like you can't be part of Mexico wave and just put your like, arms up. You put mm. your whole damn arm yeah, up, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? To be involved. And so there is a sort of like chill you get like, or like enjoyment you get from it. So maybe like, maybe there is. I think that's, yeah, maybe, maybe, to your, maybe to your point, I think maybe there is a spiritual. No, no, no. To it. I think that's a good example. I, I could be wrong in that. In that, I don't think you are though. No? I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think I think so. it that's, promotes that's a, like a, a good example togetherness of something. or some kind of unity like but that's, like, not, that's not necessarily spiritual yeah, but it is though, not because, associated with like I mean, any it is, it is, like, it is imagine because, taking someone to their first football game and they're doing that like uh, they might find that quite and like they might get chills and they might actually get empowered to do more and that's what I guess what rituals are they're like empowerment or they're like grounding or a sense of identity which identity is, that's, that's which is something I, I feel like is allowed to shift but today in our age it's not allowed it's you're not allowed you, to change it. Do you think so? Related to the book, do you think neoliberalism? Do you think capitalism erodes that in yeah. a sense? Does does that because two big this words is a, in one sentence? No, but in a sense of like, because that's a big, it's a big um, theme of the book. In that rituals are dying, the disappearance of rituals, and that modern day capitalism, neoliberalism, is preventing that. Is almost like silencing that, actually eroding it to, to an extent. Oh yeah, I think simply it's just all those things you mentioned. Mm. What it does, it strips people down to individuals. Like it's just saying, what does like capitalism, like having to buy, everyone's like getting fed stuff on Instagram, and like mm-hmm. you have to wear this and being authentic, and I want to be me, and uh, my emotions are my emotions, and I think counts. And all these things, like let me focus on me, let me do better, so I can do better, and like fuck you guys, like I want to be the best I want to be, I want to look as good as I want to go, like whatever, mm. so you can take a picture in that moment, right? What you're saying is like, what it allows is saying, all right, 
we are individuals afloat in like the world, in the universe, right? So we're all individuals who we have no ties to anything. So you feel like, what's the point of me doing the Mexico wave? Like, I don't want to do it. Like, why am I doing it? Like, mm. you feel like everything's a choice. And I'm not saying that you That's don't have analogy. a choice, mm. right? But it's like being part of something, is, there's value in that, right? Mm. Instead of thinking there's a devalue in being part of things. The world almost teaches us like, you're better by yourself. And what mm. that means is that they can target you. Like your grounds for manipulation, there's grounds for, um, anyway, that's that's what no, I No, 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 100%. Yeah, no, what, no, what, no, you, yeah. what about you guys? I think you, you <laughs> no, 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 I was in for real. <laughs> I mean, you I'm not going to do it. But at the same time, I think you, you pretty much like, Nailed that in a Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, okay, cool. Where, like, <laughs> I should have anything else to say, man. Wrap the words on my mouth, mate. Next topic. It's a, it's a, it's a you were like, deep. That was, a heavy, that was a heavy question, but here's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, from the oh, dome. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfectly right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you yeah. talk about does visuals exist? <laughs> No, but like it's. Um, do you think? Do you think then that it's like there can be a place for rituals, like within the the like uh, capitalist world that we live in and whatnot? Is there a space for for making room for like a more ritualistic life? And what would that even look like? Like, what kind of rituals do you think would be things that we'd involve in our lives? within the context of the world that we live in now because like you said like you just end up looking Amish bruv like in the sense of like if you really abide by rituals that, every though. no but at the end people, of the day like, pe- like, like people have put rituals in a box of like almost like voodoo-ish no but that's what I'm trying to say mm. and it's I, not and it, it lends to what I wanted to, a, que- a question I had at the beginning which I don't think we feel like I've really answered but rituals are, have you moved as in like is it just a natural uh, uh, development of a society to move away from being a ritual-based uh, 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 population or group um, as we understand and as we develop and as we innovate and as we have a more of an understanding of the world around us? Like mm. Amish is like a relinqu- relinquishing that, relinquishing uh, uh, the need for uh, technology, for innovation, to make your life easy, right, in a way. You don't really need to do things that would promote those communal rituals. So, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. So what do you, as in, isn't, is, is, is it that bad? Basically what I'm saying, is it that bad that we've moved away from being ritual, a ritual-based society in that, is that just a natural development of the world around us? And as, okay, yeah, it's an observation, you know, Hong Chao, what's his name, sorry? Byung Chao. Byung Chao has observed something of the world around us in that, okay, yeah, we're a capitalist-based society, rituals, all the, the old definition of rituals which are attached to uh, uh religion etc that's eroding but it may be changing but it's, it's, it's eroding it's disappearing but is that a bad thing is that naturally a bad thing or is that just something that's an, a, a development of a society and that okay yeah fair enough we don't need to be Amish like but, but, yeah but that's not bad like rituals change right like you could say arguably like maybe relating back to space again and architecture right art galleries are fairly a new thing in the sense of like being accessible to everybody 
Mm. So that going to art gallery, you could say is a ritual, right? Like people constantly go and they critique or whatever. You could argue what they do there, but that's a conversation for another day. But like these spaces are new spaces which are formed from the idea that rituals can change and they are they can breed new things, right? Like the idea of the church was one that never existed before a, a certain day and now it does. Do you know what I mean? Like things do live forever, but sometimes the thing is they start, right? And rit- so rituals are allowed to change. But I think what the book was also saying is like, like I was saying about identity being um, sold and captured to people, trends being sold. Like when, when I, I laugh sometimes when I see a certain person where like, they wear a silhouette with like Jordans, like these cargo Carhartt trousers, whatever. And then they wear a hoodie. That sounds like, um, what's that thing called? Uh, um, Cactus, um, uh, oh, Cactus Marketplace. Cactus Jack? Cactus Marketplace with the, the frill, oh, yeah, smiley yeah, face, yeah. yeah. So that kind of silhouette is a trend, right? <laughs> but like anything that, any other time someone wears different hoodie or whatever, it's that silhouette. So what I'm trying to say is that that trend, that ritual is something where you've captured a, a, a style or a trend and we've tried to replicate it so many times. Like the idea that identity is allowed to change is something which capitalism or the mm. world that we live in, communication technology doesn't allow, right? Even architecture, right? We say globalization has fucked everything. So Chinatown is a freeze frame of what China is. Like it stops in Piccadilly, Leicester Square, wherever it is. And it says, this is Chinatown, right? And it's not, and in a way it's almost racist and almost like yeah, not yeah. the real place. Yeah. But for something to exist as a business, it needs to do that. If you go to Margate, it's a seaside town. Okay, what's our identity? Oh, we're rock. We sell rock and we sell uh, fish and chips. chips. It's that kind of cultural freeze, which we need to have as a people to survive, which is kind of dangerous because what it's saying is like, you're not allowed to change. You have to stay this way because it's better for all of us who want to make money and whatever. From a marketing point of view. Marketing point of view and technology and communication because what a picture does on Instagram, it says, this is what I look like, which is not true and we all know that but it's like anything right like a television anything everything on tv you know is not real right but why are you scream at the team when east end this one dies do you know what i mean like tv and technology has its power over us these black screens like black mirror like they have its power over us and i feel like it's almost crazy to feel like um we can't change how we feel and we almost respect people who dress differently oh you go vintage shopping or oh, you're cool mm. or like i respect what you do but because i could never do that like are you your hair's in the throw like i could never do like that kind of stuff is scary to me because it's like you're so indoctrinated and being told and force fed this lie that you are an individual but really truly you just copy things mm. it's copying all day and then you you think you're original because of it and it's scary like, so do you, do you think that's actually just a rodent because that's that's a really good point line i think that in itself is probably attributing to the erosion of rituals in that you're perpetuating this unchanging identity of an, a person and saying, oh, you're individual, you have to, you have to abide with this, you have to abide, you have to abide by doing this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you can't ever share anything. You're you can't idea. share new yeah. ideas because it's not promoted and that can't be shared with a group. Because it's seen as inefficient. Which is... But this is I what I'm know. saying, though. Like, Maybe I'm just here. And I think you... you <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you actually made a good point about um, um, creating new rituals and like art, like art spaces, for example. Because, mm. like, I think the purpose of ritual, ultimately, is to... Well, I think, anyway, to bring people together in some sense and... In some sense to, like... 
for some kind of uh, spiritual cathartic practice in some kind of way or like and I think even if you look at places like like I don't know like a a dance for example can be seen as ritual like um, if you follow like a DJ or like a set of uh, DJs or whatever it is there's something ritualistic about like a wine, that for example like a, a wine a wine a wine is a ritual that yeah. low key yeah because it's yeah. original, so it's existed for a long time. And it's spiritual, depending on how good the wine oh. is. <laughs> oh, I might have had a few. <laughs> well, I've had a few spiritual <laughs> wines. Jeez. <laughs> 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 what? Not in um, 2009, I'm joking. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's house parties when I was 18. <laughs> but so you're right. To this like, day. The first, literally, the first thing of the book is rituals are symbolic acts. They represent and pass on the values and orders on which a community is based. I just feel like ultimately, like, yes, there's an argument to suggest, oh, you know, like, do we need them and these things? But I think ultimately what he's crying out for is just a greater sense of communion in how we're moving in, like, our life, how we're moving in general society Mm. and not being so wrapped up in the idea that having choice, like... There's something useful about being forced to do something. Like, I know it sounds weird, but, like, there's something quite... Even, like, character building, like, going through a process of pain, for example, whether it's a painful ritual or, like, a painful thing, and then coming out of that with something that you've gained or something that you've... It's a shared experience. It's a shared experience. Like, if, for example, like, even even something like, I don't know, like, um, you know, in those, like, um, Kenyan tribes, they might have, like... Yeah, coming of age ritual. Coming of like age rituals where you like thirteen go through some period of pain for like or like a um, hardship, hot hot cold yeah, walking yeah. on these kind of things that mm. people do, and it's like you do something, go through a shared pain, so you all understand that pain, and you like, you also all understand the feeling. It's like going to university, pain. Loki. Like going to university is a bit ritualistic, where it's to, it's got to a stage in which oh, the binge drinking. No, it's not even. No, <laughs> no, it's more like just going to university. Oh, we went to university at this at, at age or eighteen. You're, you're, you're right. You're, yeah. yeah, you're you're going to university. You're and there's going an understanding. To independent. In yeah, it's an understanding. So even though even though even though by choice, there's certain aspects of it that because look, like uh, by choice, I think we tend to choose not to be of course put through pain, not mm-hmm. to do stuff like mm-hmm. training, like like something like yeah. team training, for example, is a ritualistic act. Like if you're even in it, like, uh, say if you're, like, um, running or whatever it is, or, like, you're going to train with a group of people who like who are all training for the same thing. Cat, like Catford FC. Like Catford FC, big plug here. Yeah. <laughs> London Cup coming up. eyes. Stop playing that. But anyway, um, <laughs> what what I'd say is that there's something in that hardship of, like, training, mm. going through that, and then coming out the other side of that with, with people, yeah. like... But you can do coach. that as an individual too, because no, you said you running. Can, running can be ridiculous. No, but as in like, if you're in like a running club, for example, and all of you are training yeah, yeah. for like different but events, 100 meters, whatever, true. and you're like, you might say, I've got the choice to not do that because fuck it, like, it's long. Like, but the act of training is somewhat ritualistic in the sense that you're training for the pain to then experience some kind of result at the end or some no, kind of yeah, fulfillment. No, I, feel you. I think ritual, like, uh, this guy does speak to that a lot in this book where he's saying like, oh, you know, don't forsake that in the name of we have a choice to do whatever we want, which mm. we do. 
but also there's an element of like you know group not suffering but like but yeah you could say suffering yeah like but that's and collective all those things are, collective uh, trauma is, is <laughs> but all those things are necessary i feel like all those things are necessary but like that, yeah like you um i the, think that breeds kind of a negative aspect no of i feel like emotions are something we are allowed to have right and that's what i'm trying to say we're told you can't be upset this is this is prior covid right before this whole mental health stuff happening it was like you if you're tired because you're you're at work it's because you're tired it's not because everyone else is fine you're just tired but everyone's really saying nah we're all fucking tired because we're all working all day do you know what i mean like the world tells us you can't be tired because you have to carry on you can't be depressed because you're probably just you're fine like take some depressants right so it's like our emotions are, are not they're almost packaged and sold to us in separate times but like you have to realize like we're just people right like mm. you're allowed to suffer sadness grief like all like depression and you're allowed to come out of those things right mm. but what you're told is is like your package these things and says okay okay you are depressed take these and then there's no like it's a treatment not a cure like it's like oh just like when you're in a community with people right i remember those um oh, i want i want to get it was actually a ted ed actually i remember now this guy was saying how um he went to rwanda and he was he was a guy who suffered from depression i, I need to find out i might even post it as like a a clip note or something but he was basically saying um he went to rwanda and when the, the chiefs there were like to him why do you guys um, when you're depressed or feeling somewhere why do you guys go to a white room and speak to people he said here we sing in groups we do this and i'm not trying to say there's a right and wrong way of doing things but i'm trying to say like maybe there is a, a joy and a cure in community in speaking mm. and, and allowing your emotions to be emotions like they're they're, they're fleeting things then you're not supposed to be defined by that moment but you're allowed to experience it do you know what i mean no i feel you so it's like and community can be just two even like yeah, exactly two or three it didn't have to be Thousands. hundreds but yeah. it's like even no, even yeah, yeah. like uh, the idea of um therapy technically is someone reaching for a community in another person to share uh, whatever i don't know i, I like, don't know about that don't yeah. you think? <laughs> why not why not because like what you said about when we're depressed we're seeing these things no but like, that's, i think he's he's talking the sense of you're depressed and then the product of that is that you have a ritualistic act with individuals who may be sharing that form of depression or trauma no they i, I think that is as in the sense you from the ted talk he's in a right room you're with individuals and you talk you, whatever you do whatever you um your religious ritualistic act is but when you're in therapy isn't a ritual you are discussing a form of no, trauma uh, like you know you're not, more it's about not ritual it's not ritual community to do like sh- like sharing like the actual act of sharing i feel like that's what therapy is no mm, no I, you know, it's, I, I, it it's is, not it is for the individual yeah but i feel like for the in for the therapist what they're trained to do is be able to diagnose you exactly like, they're, they're not there to share your pain they're there they're, to but, understand, they're, they're, they're they're to understand you but, yeah. but aren't you still sharing though no yeah you are but they're not for you, you understand i it? guess they're... in a way for you it's 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 freeing in a mm. way but like how freeing is it really to talk about the same trauma over and over again oh well question mark like how freeing is it for somebody yeah. to revisit but who's, who's the person the person saying the stuff yes the person saying the person i feel like for, for some for some individuals it is because it, you can uh understand okay. and you can have a professional that can break down that that trauma that that whether it could be something as now it's like um 
you just have a bad relationship with your parents. Mm. Something as serious as, you know, you going to war and seeing your best friend get shot in the face. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sometimes you need to revisit that over and over and again to one, unpackage that and two, to get professional to really show you and to make you understand in in a way in which it's healthy to move forward. And that's why it is important sometimes to revisit that because sometimes you can visit it once but not really understand or reach a conclusion that is meaningful mm-hmm. to carry on and that you can actually still be suffering from that that act in itself. Yeah. I'm confused right. slightly because when you said, when the chief says, why do you guys sit in a white room? I, I thought that you meant that's a therapist room. Yeah, so yeah, ther- so yeah, basically it was the guy from America went to Rwanda for like a, whatever yeah. it was and he spoke to the chief and the chief was like, are oh, you guys do therapy wrong? Like you guys go to a white room and yeah. see about your problems. What you should be doing is being in a circle and speaking to each other, singing, dancing, that that's what like, okay that's yeah, yeah. his perception of how yeah so it's yeah. like a really but, that but, act. but that's what i mean though like like in a sense that our version of that to some extent is sitting in the white room whereas he's saying an alternative to that is what what we do as that kind of similar uh filling that need is yeah. singing together but that's but he was saying it goes that the question the success rate of the white room compared to those who dance and yeah and but it's rich. still the act of it is no but is that's not rich like what he was okay. saying is that a ritual would is better to do instead of that white room he doesn't yeah. understand why you need to have a white that's not that white room isn't ritual you sitting down with it it's not ritualistic or, or subjective but it isn't ritualistic but having a ritual basically, even based on your be. definition about community right and people like a ritual can't exist without people being there right mm-hmm. being in a white room with one person isn't ritualistic it, but even by your definition do you know what i mean so the his version of saying we sing is sing in a circle we speak about it in a group and whatever it may be that for him is a ritual and he sees the white room as almost oppressive and almost like unhelpful like you unpacking your feelings isn't and that's what i was saying that question mark like how helpful is a white room mm. and how far can that white room really go true true but that's well, a question mark because I, I haven't been therapy, so I don't know. No, Neither yeah. have I. But I, I have, I have been. So it's it's more of a. I can see the the positives from it in that um, one coming from a point of view in which I was uh, very arrogant to say, oh, what therapy, therapy is this and this is not really going to help, and I can get some form of therapy for my friends or family, etc. All ritualist um, spaces, prayer, whatever, but actively having a profession that understands you know understands uh 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 the psyche is the trainers just psychologists also like trained psychologists and they are they can unpick they can see uh certain trends that everybody has and then understand that hmm this you are attributing this emotion to this thing you can't you're you aren't even aware of it i'm just gonna bring it up and do it not even to show it just show a, an alternative lens to something that you may have not perceived and that's it they don't they don't have a an answer to this or that they just show you an alternative and you reach your conclusion yourself mm. you're like oh that's true i was that is actually very true and sometimes when you you can repeat a trauma to your uh, a family or friend and you may be be able to reach that conclusion with uh, a, a person who's shared that same experience with you which i think a lot of people do they have some form of therapy for doing that but some people it could be quite nuanced and it could be quite personal interpersonal and sometimes you don't really want to be able to do that with someone that you may have a connection with and having a safe space a person away from that who is a trained professional who can understand all of the different ways when you even have therapists that are uh, specialized in certain key factors whether it be mental health whether it be sexual soul related you know 
there's, there's it's broken up into groups and stuff but just having a professional that can be able to do that is just beneficial right? mm. but anyways the book <laughs> ratings what do you rate the book because <laughs> you said five minutes is five minutes is that so, 10 again is that 10? yeah yeah, 10, yeah 10. 10. what would you say what would you say um okay i'll go first i would say um Byung chow han he is a cultural theorist who writing wise is quite clear i mean you had to google a couple words i feel like some parts were, i think were a bit <laughs> whatever but like i think overall it's quite clear and it was almost like you're really like shit he he, he fucking nailed it to t- like he's just explained mm. the whole existence in a paragraph and shit. yeah do you know what i mean and i've been thinking these things but i just i say it and it doesn't sound the same like he writes perfectly on the t so i would mm. give it like a 7.5 like really really easy short book quite heavy in that sense but i get 7.5 like i quite like i quite enjoyed it but it's one of those things you i but i bought the book i'll give to a friend like i'm not gonna hold mm. on to it you read it again i mean he's got other books so you, you read so his you other read, books then other books okay cool that's that's that's, that's i wouldn't yeah, read the same book that twice no maybe it's too much fair enough um, what about you? my rating i give it a 7.9 i can't lie i think <laughs> i would read it again <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, no, go on. I, I would read it again and 7. I would refer 9. to it again. Not eight. Not eight. Not eight. <laughs> Seven point nine though. Seven point nine. Cool. Um <laughs> I would I would read it again, I would refer to it again. I would recommend it. I already have recommended it to be fair to a few people. Interesting. Um and I think it it's just an interesting exploration of something that we don't necessarily think about that much. Like Cool. Before reading this I didn't really consider my and relationship to rituals or whether I even did rituals or what even they were or what they meant. And I think afterwards, especially from this conversation, I feel like we've explored quite a lot of different, the, like the vastness of rituals and what it can be and what it can mean. So from, from wanking to from, coffee churches. From wanking to churches. To, <laughs> that bit is definitely getting chopped out. To therapy. Because <laughs> we, we weren't quiet and that's not fair. But anyways. No, I thought I said enough. You guys were going in. So, um, but... Are we not boys? I said guys. This is the honesty that we want to give to you no, guys. No, it's good. It's cool. It's cool. Season two. Just, 2022, um, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I would say like standard six. I think it's good. I thought it was a good book. I feel like sitting on it, because we read this quite a while ago. Um, and I thought it was just, I thought, I realised that I've referenced this book in some conversations in where it's like, oh shit, that's actually a, that's an interesting um, observation interesting. of the world in that sense of um, the erosion of rituals and that um, being uh, aware of that more now from reading that book, I would have to 100% then commend a book for doing that. And that I don't know day, that's what books for, isn't it? If you read a book and then you, you, you've learned something from it and then you're actually actively uh, more aware or using that as a basis of... Uh, uh, um, uh, discussion going forward then yeah man it's it's it's, it's I, would, I would yeah I, would, I think it's just a, it's just an interesting book mm. I, I don't feel like it it's Did a it's a book again? i wouldn't it's a book i wouldn't necessarily pick up and that's why i really like value this podcast because i read a blood enough like that but it's a it's like many books that i've read that i like, wouldn't necessarily pick up and say, oh that's really interesting it's a very philosophical i felt like i, I had trouble necessarily reaching a conclusion from it mm. but then again a book like that um, isn't supposed to be 
you're not supposed to have a conclusion okay. and that's and no no it's, no it's true in, in the sense that uh philosophy isn't that you you can have you can uh, you can observe the world and observe a characteristic of the world and that just be in itself okay mm. and i realize i do it all the time i'm a hypocrite but yeah um Lovely. cool bang bish bash bosh it's not a book club podcast i'm glad you listened and we've got lucia uh this is delayed so what you're gonna get is we had this dope interview which yeah, with lucia it's actually quite good i i, I do rate it and I, she's I, an author my friend yeah amazing from amsterdam but yeah that's the next one and then Poetry. It's po yeah, fuck first poetry book. Cut peace in a bit. It's not a book club. It's not a book club podcast. It's not a book club podcast at all.